Hello, and welcome to the Gone But Not Forgotten podcast. I'm Audrey Cornell. And I'm Louise Coleman. And today we are joined by Gabriel, aka Film Booth on Instagram, and we're going to be talking about Philip Seymour Hoffman. So, Gabriel, did you just want to start by telling us about yourself and why you are a fan of Philip? Sure. So, as you said, my name is Gabriel. I'm Film Booth. I think I started the page almost three years ago during the pandemic. I've known Audrey for, I think, two and a half years, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And Philip Seymour Hoffman, he's, he's just an incredible actor. I and mean, I think the first time I saw him was in Mission Impossible 3. Um, but I didn't become a fan until I saw The Master. I've always credited it as one of those films that really started my passion for filmmaking as a whole. And it wasn't until I saw him in that that I really became a fan. And I started seeing his other movies and just realizing how much of a great actor he was. Oh, wicked. Well, Gabriel, what we could get straight into then, talking about his films, is what are your top three performances of his? We normally go from third to second to first. So it's hard because he has a lot of great performances. Yeah. At number three, I would say probably almost famous. It's weird because you wouldn't normally think of him as a charismatic actor, but I find him to be really charismatic, especially in Almost Famous. Oh, man. You made friends with him. See, friendship is the booze they feed you. They want you to get drunk and feel like you belong. Well, it was fun. Because they make you feel cool. Hey, I met you. You are not cool. I know. Even when I thought I was, I knew I wasn't. Because we are uncool. No, while women will always be a problem for guys like us, most of the great art in the world is about that very problem. You good-looking people, they got no spine. Their art never lasts. And they get the girls who are smarter. Yeah, I can really see that now. Because great art is about guilt and longing and, you know, love disguises sex and sex disguises love. Hey, let's face it. (laughs) You got a big head start. I'm glad you were home. I'm always home. I'm uncool. We got a question from one of our followers, Film Toppings, and they just wanted to know more about your thoughts on his character in that? I think his character in a way is like serves as maybe the heart and soul. There's a lot of characters in that movie that could serve as the heart and soul of the movie. But I think him in particular, he just really, he shows that passion he has for music and for rock specifically. And he's like the moral compass of the main characters. I think it was one of the, one of the first performances I saw from him, at least that I can remember. And he's, he's always been my favorite character of that movie. Um, there are many great characters in the movie, like Kate Hudson and all the band members and all that. But I think Philip Seymour Hoffman has always been my favorite in that one. After Almost Famous, I would say, I'm not really sure how to pronounce the name of the movie, but Synecdoche, New York? Synecdoche. Synecdoche, okay. It's a really weird movie. I know you told me you, weren't, you didn't love it, 
Um, no, not the be- not not the biggest fan, but I could appreciate it. Yeah, I saw it months ago. I still don't know how I feel about it. I think I liked it, but I'm not sure, <laughs> you know, how I feel about it. But he's incredible in it. I won't settle for anything less than the brutal truth. Brutal. Brutal. Each day I'll hand you a scrap of paper. It'll tell you what happened to you that day. You felt a lump in your breast. You looked at your wife and saw a stranger, etc. Hayden. What? When are we going to get an audience in here? It's been 17 years. I'm not excusing myself from this either. I will have someone play me to delve into the murky, cowardly depths of my lonely, fucked up being. I think he's incredible. He he shows so much range in that movie. And it's a heartbreaking performance in a way, but it's also darkly funny. And at number one, I, I don't think it should come as a surprise. As I said, it's the master for me. I think he's just, that's, I, I I honestly think that's one of the best performances I've ever seen. So is Joaquin Phoenix in the movie, but Philip Seymour Hoffman is he's just he feels so real. He never feels like he's playing it up for the camera or he's a Hollywood performance or whatever. He's just he feels so real and so authentic. Oh, like um in the master, their whole dynamic in that movie, they have great chemistry. Um yes. Joaquin and Philip Seymour Hoffman. But their whole dynamic is so interesting. It's just such a weird relationship between the two. There's so much intensity in it. Yeah. It's great. I don't want to spoil anything, but that like final scene between the two, it's yeah. It's heartbreaking. Really is. Oh. Yeah. Also that processing scene as well, early on in the film where he's not allowed to blink. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I just uh, think they're just two actors at the top of their trade. Like they're just Yeah, that, it's like a ten minute scene. It's just the two of them talking. It's yeah. It's incredible. It's great. Yeah. I often consume my envy. Now about what? Are you often consumed by envy? You mean like jealousy? Like jealousy. Oh, well, yeah, I don't like someone else's hands in my girls. I don't like to think about that. It makes me sick. Are you scientific in your thought? Yes. Are you concerned with the impression you make? Yes, you do. Well, most people are asses, if that's what you mean. Are you usually truthful to others? No, I don't know. Sometimes. Are you unpredictable? Honestly, like those two performances are two of the best I've ever seen, really. They might be in like my top 10, you know, best performances I've ever seen. Yeah, um, I agree. But yeah, I would have I would have liked to see them work again, before, you know, if he would have yes. lived longer. Yeah. Like that would have been great. Was he nominated for that one? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. For okay. Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. Okay. He lost to Christoph Waltz. 
on that one, which I kind yeah. of, I wish Philip won. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I personally love Jangle. So I'm always torn because I wish Philip's would have won, but I also love yeah. Christoph Waltz in Jangle. So I'm always torn about that. I guess Felix Zimmerhoffen already had an Oscar as well, but it would have been nice to see him win a second one before his passing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about um, maybe like as he's such a great actor, talk about his Oscar nominated roles. And so we know okay. he's, you know, you said that you haven't properly seen Capote, but we're just wondering what are your thoughts on him winning for that role as opposed to the other three that were nominated and films that weren't nominated per se? Like, what mm-hmm. are your thoughts on that? Okay, so I think his other nom- nominations were Doubt, which I, have, I haven't seen either, unfortunately. Um, That's a very good one. Very good. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. always been curious. I've always been curious to check it out. Like I said, I only seen clips of Capote. I saw The Master... And I'm forgetting, I think he was nominated for something else, but I'm forgetting. It was Charlie Wilson's War. Oh, I yeah, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen any. I haven't no. seen any <laughs> um, but in terms, like I said, my favorite is The Master. He probably, as much as I love Christoph Waltz and Django, he probably should have won for that. Um, and Capote, he looks, you know, as amazing as he always does. And like a very, I don't know much about the person in real life, but he like a very risky role in a way, just because of the voice and the mannerisms. Another actor could, you know, it might look goofy or it might look like an impression or something. I need you to talk to me. We got all the time in the world to talk. I've been thinking about Ricardo. You really need to stop sending him those trashy books. I won't even mention the pornography. Now I realized it. Dick probably can't grasp the literature that you gave me. On the books you sent him only, they only exacerbate the problem. They only heighten or intensify it. Maybe we can get him started on the program. I know what exacerbate means. Okay. There's not a word or a sentence or a concept that you can illuminate for me. There is one singular reason I keep coming here. November 14th, 1959, three years ago, three years. That's that's all I want to hear from you. I think Capote was an interesting win, just like, because I've seen the movie and Mm -hmm. I know quite a bit about Capote and I think he did a good job portraying him, but it does seem a bit random, especially compared to the rest of his filmography. Yeah, yeah, he didn't really play a lot of like um, real people, like people that actually existed, it seems. But the Oscars do love their biopics, so maybe that's <laughs> yeah. why. <laughs> yeah. And I don't hear I don't hear much about the film either nowadays. Like it's one of those films that, you know, was nominated and just kind of like got forgotten. That's really true. Yeah, it's not one that's like in pop culture a lot and you think it would be especially with Philip Seymour Hoffman and the cast yeah Yeah, I wonder why that is I think there's just a lot of movies that are nominated that people just forget about like immediately (laughs) yeah because you're kind of like competing for the spotlight with other films that are equally as good or even better people gravitate towards different things I think In Cold Blood is better like about that subject matter but yeah. I recommend that. Why is that? 
Well, because it goes more into the actual murder and like the people involved in it. And I think Capote kind of was a little too generic. And his story is not as interesting as what he was looking into for me. Okay, that's interesting. So so the, the film is more about Capote as a person instead of what he's actually researching? It is more focused on Truman, isn't it? Like... Well, it's like he reads about the Flutter family murder in New York, which is where he lived, and then he goes to Kansas to write a book about it. And so it's sort of about him like interviewing the people that knew the Clutter family and his relationship with the killers. And so it's an interesting idea, but I just think they kind of took like the most generic route with it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They played it very safe. And I like the film, but they definitely played it just for like Oscar voters would like, you know, like it, they didn't yeah. make any risks with it or anything. But I mean, that yeah, being it, said, like, Philip is still great in it. Like, I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I was going to say, it does seem like that type of film, like those type of biopics that are good, but like, it's the type of film you've always seen, you know, it's, yes. you've seen it before. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I was going to ask, because um, I know there's another movie about Capote with the actor Toby. I think Toby Jones plays uh-huh. Capote. But I don't know if you guys seen it or if it's better than Philip's version. I have not I've seen, seen it. it. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, my God. Tell us. <laughs> I'm so obsessed with this whole like event. Yeah, it's called Infamous. Okay. And I think it's slightly better in some ways, but then worse in other ways. <laughs> kind of an interesting double feature, I feel like. I think I'd still recommend it um, just okay. to compare their approaches to playing him. I'm looking at the cast right now. It's got a great cast. Mm-hmm. Like It has Daniel Craig, Sandra Bullock, Sigourney Weaver, Gwyneth wow. Paltrow, Isabella oh Rossellini, Peter Bogdanovich. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So how how is Toby? I know I mean I mean I know the episode is about Philip Seymour Hoffman, but I wanted to ask like how is Toby Jones? I mean compared to Philip's version, and is he doing the voice as well? Because yeah, Philip's voice is you don't even recognize him. Yeah, I think Toby was actually a little bit better. Okay, no! that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think he kind of captured more of Capote's mannerisms. And, oh, it's been a long time since I've seen the 2005 one, but I think um, he kind of looked like him more, too. So, but it's very close, I think. I mean, it sounds like they both did a great job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they both did a good job. It's weird that they came out within, like, within a year of each other. I don't know what the draw was for the specific story, (laughs) but, (laughs) but yeah. I think I'd recommend both. Okay, I gotta check. I gotta check them out because okay. they both they both seem interesting. Yeah, and in cold blood, I think is good to kind of understand what he's investigating as well. But can I also just back to with Philip? I heard that he stayed like in character for when they filmed it, and like he never dropped his voice, which I just think is just a testament to how great he was as an yeah. actor. Yeah, he, he he seems like one of those actors who's who's like really committed. Every time he plays one of those roles, you know, like one of those yeah. big roles. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's true. Like he's kind of like not like a method actor, but like like that, but better. Like Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the voice sounds so specific. Maybe, like, it was easier for him to just stay with the voice instead of just, like, dropping in and out of it. Philip's voice itself is, like, a really strong voice. It's really yes. recognizable. Yeah. I love his accent. I love it so much. <laughs> like a deep boom. Like, it's brilliant. Yeah. You can you yeah. recognize it for a mile away, like. Yeah, I, like, the first time I saw him in Mission Impossible 3, I think the voice is what grabbed me more than yeah. anything else. And he's doing a voice with uh, Lancaster Dodd in The Master as well. I think it's quite interesting. A lot more. Yeah. Um... I think Lancaster Dodd is a fictional character, but he's based on someone that actually existed. I don't know how similar the character is to the person in real life, but still, like, the character itself, there's a humanity to him, even though he's full of BS in a way. Yes, there's a humanity yeah. to him and a, and a charisma that, like, you can understand why people gravitate towards him. You can understand yeah. why Joaquin Phoenix's character gravitates towards him as well. And their dynamic as a whole is just... I love The Master. It's, a, it's, a, it's not for everyone, but I love that movie. Oh, I thought it was brilliant. I loved it, too. Yeah. Excellent film. Maybe my favorite PTA film. Ooh, that's interesting. I, I know. It's it's I've ranked it higher than Boogie Nights, but I love Boogie Nights as well. But I, I love Boogie Nights is my favorite PTA film. Is I it? Think, yeah. I, yeah. I think the Master is I mean, I, I, it's hard to go against There Will Be Blood as well. So I think Master is oh. at three. But, okay, sure. But Master is the most important film of PTA for me, because it's like yeah. it's one of the ones that got me into my passion for filmmaking so so yeah. I love to hear that that it got you into it like into filmmaking that's amazing yeah I remember I saw it when it came out I think I was 12 so you know I like I didn't understand almost anything about the movie <laughs> but I've seen it a bunch of times and I still don't get a lot of the things that happen in the movie this is it's like PTA has that ability yeah. that like you need to watch his movies more than once to like Definitely. really capture what's going on but speaking of Boogie Nights, that's another like great performance from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, he's brilliant that's, in it. That's, yeah, that's one of my favorites from him. Oh, he's really funny. Like I feel bad for him in in scenes, but he's like really funny as well. There's a scene where he shows um uh Mark Wahlberg's his new like red car, and then he goes and cries in it, and it's like <laughs> yeah. only Philip Seymour Hoffman could like portray that in a funny way, but it's still also heartbreaking because of what just happened. But it's just yeah. Funny. Happy New Year. 
I've noticed that when, like, when I was looking through his filmography and the films I've seen from him, I've noticed that he, he like, picks roles that, like, it's very easy to go over the top and you can tell you're watching a movie, but he, like, grounds it in a way. I don't know how he does it. He's just uh, so good, but he, like, grounds the character in a way where it feels real. It never feels like yeah. you're watching a character. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. so true. Like, yeah. His little Scotty character in Boogie Nights as well is just so natural. PT, PTA and Philip just seemed like they were made for each other. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen Punch Drunk Love? Thoughts yes, I, I I love it as well. And he, he's yeah. not in it a lot, but he has probably my favorite scene of the movie when he's like screaming on the phone and yes. shouting. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, such, it's such a crazy scene and rant that he goes on, but he's just incredible. He's pretty over the top in, the, in yeah. that movie, but it works. You know, it works. It's, it works so well. That one scene, and we still talk about it to this day, like, of him just shouting yeah. into the phone. Like, it's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> the other PTA film, I've not seen, is it Hard Eight? But, um... Oh, okay. I bought the yeah, Magnolia. I that That's also, oh, okay. What thoughts on those ones, on Hard Eight? Um, Hard Eight, I think he's only, like, a scene or two. And again, he's very... <laughs> he, he plays, like, this cocky... Um... I forgot the name of the game they play in the movie. I don't know if it's poker or if it's something else. Is it craps? Um, yeah, it might be craps, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, he plays like I a really mean... cocky player. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about any of those games. Like, I don't know how to play any of them. So, But I think it's I craps, like, actually. I can picture him being a cocky player, though. Like, I can see yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, a, he's really funny in it. Like, he's so obnoxious and annoying and... Again, over the top, but it works. Maybe it's like PTA's writing along with Philip's acting ability that makes it so believable, even though it's like not really believable, but you know. And Magnolia, I've only seen Magnolia once and it was a while ago. I don't remember like everything about it, but I remember him and that he's not over the top in that one. He's actually like really, he's more like subtle. I think it might grounded. be his most normal role in a way. Yeah, yeah, because he doesn't really, at least that I can remember, he doesn't really have any scenes like that big scene where he, yeah. you know, like breaks down or shouts or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. but he's equally as great. Like I think that that just shows his range as an actor. Like he can go big, he can go small. Yeah. I just thought I've not seen it, but so there will be blood. Could you okay. have seen Philip in that? Like yeah. as Daniel Day Lewis's character, or just another oh, I... character? Um, whatever you think. I mean, I know Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, you can't replace him. Yeah, it's like it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to not imagine Daniel Day Lewis in that role. Yeah, but I can actually see Phil. I don't know if it would have been as because you know it's very subjective to say who's the better actor, but I can see Philip Seymour Hoffman playing that role as well because it's a bit similar as his character in The Master, Daniel Plainview in There Will Be Blood. But uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character in The Master, there's more humanity to, to him. They're like Daniel Plainview's in There Will Be Blood is an evil character, <laughs> you know. But I can actually see him, or like maybe I could see him as, like Daniel Day-Lewis has a, like, I don't know, a helper, I guess, during There Will Be Blood, played by Karen Hines. Oh. He doesn't okay. do a lot in the movie, but I could, I could maybe see Philip Seymour Hoffman playing that role as well. Interesting. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's so what you I need to watch. You, yeah, you haven't seen There Will Be Blood? 
I know it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 fine, but like it's it's so good. It's so good. I、yeah. I rewatched it. I think a couple of months ago, and I already loved it. But like it just you know it wasn't even like higher on my favorite movies list. Oh, nice. Oh, wicked. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. It will, it's one that needs to be watched soon for sure. Were there any other directors that he collaborated a lot with? Um, or did he kind of just go all around?、Uh, he he did two of、sure. um Mignella, Anthony Mignella. Oh yeah, what、well, he I know he did Talented Mr. Ripley. What's the other one he did? Oh, Cold something. Oh, Cold Mountain.、Sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I have. I, I yeah. I haven't seen that one. Okay. But I I've seen Talented Mr. Ripley, and I love. I I really really like that movie. And he's great in it as well. It's a really different role that, like, we've seen him play, but he's he's really good in it.、Yeah. Again, like one of those roles where it seems like if he goes even further, he's gonna be way too over the top, but he makes it work. Yeah, and not in it a lot as well, but still. Yeah, he's not he's in. He's like it. a standout. He's not in it a lot. Yeah, I hated him in that movie. Like the character, not not his performance, but like the character. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same. Every time he was with Tom, I was like, "Oh, Freddie, just go!" Like, <laughs> yeah. Away. Yeah. I mean, that means he did a good job then. Exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's what you want. I I wanted to bring up because I I didn't know he was in the movie until I saw it, but he's in Sense of a Woman as well.、Uh, he's very young in that. I think he plays like a college student. Um. He's really good in it as well. Like he,、um, Chris O'Donnell, I think is the the main guy in it, in Center of a Woman.、Um, and Philip is not in it that much, but he like completely steals every scene he's in, and he only has like two or three scenes maybe. I mean, to do that, that just shows in it. Yeah. How yeah. good he was. Yeah, he's really he was really good. Is that the one with Al Pacino? Yeah, that, yeah,、oh, that's, okay. the one, that's the one. Pacino won.、Um, I think his. No, I don't know how many Oscars Pacino's won. I think one, I think two. Was, I think it was his first, wasn't it? And that's why it was such like an outcry. Yeah, because I think they they would like it was one of those Oscars that like there was a more deserving performance that year, but they give it to Pacino. It's like you know, sorry, sorry, we haven't given you one yet. So here's your <laughs>、yeah. Oscar. That's <laughs>、um, the worst. Yeah, he didn't win anything for Godfather, did he? No, which is crazy. Brando and De Niro. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> So that,、um, I think that's why they gave it to him, like the son of a woman. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, per- I mean, he's way over the top in that movie, like super over the top. I personally really enjoy it because I really like Pacino. I like, I think he's he's one of the most charismatic actors out there. And in the '90s, he like switched to this, you know, over the top type of performance that weirdly works. And you know, I don't know if he should have won for *Son of a Woman*, but I personally liked him in the movie. Yeah. Does did he and Philip ever interact? Um, I actually don't remember. I think I、okay. think yeah, maybe like one or two scenes. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that would have been that would have been a a really interesting like, like seeing um Philip Seymour Hoffman like older, with Pacino in another movie. That would have been、yeah. really cool. Yeah, I think they would have worked well together. Yeah. Um, but to your original question, I'm not sure. He collaborated with a lot of, like, multiple times with a lot of directors, besides PTA and Mingela. Um, weirdly enough, he never did a movie. Like, I don't think he ever did a movie with Spielberg or Scorsese, or yeah, yeah. yeah he, like, there's a lot of big directors he didn't work with. I even think he could have been good in like a Tarantino film. 
Yeah, but yeah, he could me reach too. out crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have been great in a Tarantino movie, actually. I don't think I was recording this, but we kind of briefly mentioned the Hunger Games, and I think like arguably that was that's probably like his most mainstream type of movies. Um, yeah, and I was wondering, like most of his films aren't probably like most easily accessible for like general audiences. What do you think is like a good starting point? Okay, so it's interesting because, I mean, it depends, I guess, what you want to start on. Like if you want to start on his best performances, I don't think those are his most accessible films. Um, I guess like a, like a balance between the two, I would say maybe Almost Famous, I think it's pretty accessible. Um, Mission Impossible 3, if you like, like those action movies. And he's, I think he's one of the best villains in the franchise. I mean, yeah. the, the franchise doesn't really have, like, great villains, but um, he's one of the best villains. And let's see. I mean, Hunger Games, I guess it really depends. Maybe with Talented Mr. Ripley, it's not super accessible, but it's not as out there as some of his other films. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's kind of, like, maybe impacted how people sort of like I feel like he's kind of more famous as in the film community than like its general community yeah yeah that's true I don't think it affects his legacy in a bad way at all but yeah maybe he would have been more well-known more popular if he would have chosen some you know some more popular films uh I'm not sure. Like, I think he's well known. Like, he he's probably like one of those actors where people recognize his face but don't know his name. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he does seem like it's it's interesting because like this film community, it's like a bubble, and like sometimes we think, oh, like Philip Seymour Hoffman, everyone knows who he is, but like outside of this bubble, no one, like not a lot of people yeah. know who he is. I think he's, you know. Somewhere in between. I don't think that's a bad thing either. It doesn't, at least it doesn't dampen his legacy a bit. Like, obviously I want everyone to know about him, but then I don't want everyone to watch like Synecdoche New York because they just won't <laughs> like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's bad either. Like, I just, th- I just think, you know, he seems like one of those actors who wasn't really about fame or money or yeah. it never seemed like he mailed in a performance or did a movie. I mean, it sure it plays a role in every actor, the money, but uh, like, I mean, it, does, it never seemed like it was a priority for him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Seemed like I it was more great. about the work than the performance and the writing and all that. Yeah. Yeah. We have a question from one of our followers, uh, Silver Screen Critiques. Thanks for sending these in. It says, Do you think he's the best actor we've had in recent memory? Which I know is saying a lot. Like that's that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's hard. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. It's just so subjective. Like, what's the best actor? You know, like, because it's 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 obvious when you watch a bad actor and a good actor, like what separates them. But when you watch a great actor and another great actor, I mean, both have their limitations and all of that. But it's hard to say who's better, like what makes a better actor. Maybe another actor could say that, but I'm not an actor, so <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, he's definitely up there. I think he's up there as one of the best actors we've had, like, I mean, maybe ever. I don't know. Um, but certainly of the last 30, 40 years. Um, 
I don't maybe if he would have if he would have had more lead roles, maybe people would have you know put him up there more. Yeah, I wonder maybe maybe as well because like he's so recent. Like yeah, I also totally agree with what you're saying. Like yeah, we can't really say who's the best. <laughs> I mean, I will I will judge from my sofa. I don't care, but like, yeah, it's hard. But I would also think like can't fully quite say just yet that he is the best because it's so raw and new in a way. But I genuinely mm-hmm. do think that even with The Master, I think that's one of the greatest films ever made. And I think it's not in yeah. conversations because it's so new, like new. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I, like The Master, I, I I, mean, it's one of my favorite movies, but like it's a lot of people are turned off by it, it seems. Even PTA fans, a lot of them love it and a lot like it's towards the bottom of their ranking. Oh, um, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it's it's so it's just so good. I mean, I I can kind of get it because it, it is slow and it is a bit, you know, it's not it's not the type of film like when it ends is super satisfying, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, but I I think like the people that have seen it can agree that you know it might be his best performance. Yeah. Yeah. And what you said earlier, Gabriel, as well, is quite interesting, actually. He didn't have a lot of lead roles or lead performances because it was a lot of supporting stuff, wasn't it? I'm wondering yeah. if that's maybe because, like, he's so good, he'll let, you know, other people shine, but yet he's still there being the best part. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't know really why. Maybe he just wasn't popular enough to be of uh, the lead role. He was the lead in Capote and he was the lead in, in Synecdoche. Not all great actors can be, at least, at least in my opinion, can be leading actors. Yeah. Um, I think he could. I mean, he he did. Um, but I mean, I guess it, it really depends. Can he be the lead actor in like this, like There Will Be Blood, for example, which is this sprawling epic? Daniel Day Lewis is in almost every scene. Like, he could probably pull that off, but like, I'm not sure if 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 it would be the same, you know. Yeah. We were kind of robbed of a. PSH leading man film. Yeah. But yeah. then I like, I, I do love it. I think the supporting actor always does steal the show anyway. Like, yeah, that is true. Such an impact. Yeah. And he, he stole almost every movie he was in, really, no matter how small the role was. He probably would have gotten at least a couple of more lead roles, you know? Maybe yeah. like um, PTA would have given him a lead role. What are some roles you would have liked to have seen him play? He makes a great villain, so maybe like more villain roles and more. Yeah. I'm not gonna say like Marvel movies or any of that because most <laughs> villains are wasted in that. But like more, you know, maybe like a Christopher Nolan film or yeah. something like that. Yeah. He seems like he would make a like a great corrupt politician. Yeah. Have you seen the Ides of March? Because I have. I have. Oh, I have. Is he a politician in that or? Um, I actually don't remember a lot of the movie, but no, I think he's one. He. I don't know what the position is called, but he helps like politicians. I think oh, he's involved in, in like, yeah, I think he's involved in campaigns and stuff like that. Okay. But I think he's one of the only like few not corrupt ones in, in the movie. Yeah. Right. So we want to see it? him corrupt. <laughs> yeah. I want to see him be a, an evil politician. Nice. Okay. Yeah. With the PTA films, what, what, what has been released since his death? It's like Licorice Pizza, Inherent uh, Vice. Any of those? Uh, and ones? Phantom Thread. Oh God, oh, Phantom Thread. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't see him in that. I won't lie. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, like, I don't. I can really yeah. see a role for him in that. 
Um, in her advice, maybe I I don't I've only seen her advice twice. I I don't like I'm always disappointed in it. I always want to love it, but I never actually do. I could see him as a as one of the side supporting characters in it. Um, in Licorice Pizza, I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe he could show up in like a scene or two, but I like I don't know what he would play really, what character in that movie he would play. Part of me wants him to be like Gary's dad, <laughs> like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Which is, makes true. me so emotional as well. Like, oh my god, <laughs> love Cooper. Like. Yeah, yeah. He actually, he actually, that that's a that, that would be a pretty good role for him actually. Like that could have been like a little short cameo or something. Yeah. Like. I want yeah. to watch that. Part of me wants to see him as Bradley Cooper's character in Lakers Pizza. Yes. Oh my but... god. I mean, that would have been crazy. That would have been really weird. Really weird. But... Him going to the petrol station and just like yeah, all the wind mirrors. Oh yes. Yeah, but it's just it's. I mean, it's the type of performance. I don't know if he would pull off that exact performance, but it's the type of like that shouting, that over the top, yes. that yeah. he would make work. So good, you can kind of see him in anything, <laughs> like yeah. as any character. But yeah, not like a really specific one. And Phantom Thread, yeah, I just don't think that there's like any role for him in that. That's the only one where I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> he can sit this one out, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have to be in every PTA film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so did have you not seen Doubt? I haven't. I've always been curious to see it, but I haven't. I haven't seen it. I really I think you I think you'd like it. Okay, like it looks it. it looks really good. And that like that seems one of his more like subtle roles. More yes. Of... Yeah, there's no like big shouting scene. Okay. Oh, sometimes no, you can't right. yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Meryl's at the other end of it, but yeah, I, I think that's kind of in a way it's quite similar to the master. Now come in. A third party would be required. Yeah, what was Donald's mother doing here? We were having a chat. About what? A third party would truly be required. No, sister, no third party. Me and you are due for a talk. You have to stop this campaign against me. You can stop it at any time. How? Confess and resolve. You are attempting to destroy my reputation. You keep opening my window. What are you doing in this school? I'm trying to do good. Even more to the point. What are you doing in the priesthood? You are single-handedly holding this school and this parish back. From what? Progressive education and a welcoming church. You can't distract me, Father. This is not about my behavior. No, it's about this is yours. about your unfounded suspicions. That's right. I Just have Just leave suspicions. that. It's not important. I will decide what's important. I, I need to check it out because and the cast is amazing. Like yeah. it's Meryl Streep. Is Amy Adams in it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Viola, Viola Davis. Davis. Is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's a great cast. I don't wanna get spoiled, but is is he a good guy or a bad guy somewhere in between? It's something you've got to work out for yourself. Okay, okay. I mean, that's interesting. Yeah. Because they don't tell us. So which okay. I like. Although I wanna kinda of be told in a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a lazy viewer, like Yeah. I mean, I, I think like that's that. how I... it works, though. There's an yes. ambiguity there. You don't know yeah. if you can trust him or not. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. Who's the director of that? I'm not. I'm not sure. John Patrick Shanley, who also did Joe versus the volcano. 
<laughs> wow. So it cannot be any different. No. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but um, yeah. This. Okay, I don't. I, yeah. That's about. I don't think I've I've ever heard of him. Okay. I, I do I really think that, that that would have been Phillips Oscar, to be honest with you. I think he should have won it for that. Who else was oh well I think Heath Ledger was nominated that year, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, so it was gonna be hard to beat. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't complain too much. Like Yeah. But ironically, when um Philip won for Capote, he beat Heath Ledger in Brokeback Mountain, which I oh, think yeah, that's true. swap over. I think Heath should have won for Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, I have I I haven't seen Brokeback Mountain actually. That's one of those like big movies that I have to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you you would think like especially at that time Heath would have probably would have won. I mean yeah. that year you also had um I think you had Joaquin Phoenix for Walk the Line. Yes. Which yeah, would yeah, have yeah. been a, I think it would have been a worthy choice as well. Like. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I mean it seems like Philip had the least showy performance or the least like. You know, like Joaquin Phoenix is playing Johnny Cash. Um, you know, Heath Ledger was pretty famous at that time and took yeah. a risk with that role. You would think maybe they would have gotten it, but they gave it to to Philip. Yeah, it's not like a shock because it is like kind of like the Academy biopic thing. But yeah, like yeah. you said, like I would have thought, yeah, maybe Joaquin. He's got the kind of yeah. the story behind him, like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe they they dislike Joaquin because I I know he said some things about the Oscars. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah, I won't put it past that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know. Oh, that year, I think, uh, I mean, this is off topic, but I think uh, David, I don't know how to say his name, David Strathairn or Strathorn, I don't know how to say his name, but he was nominated for Good Night and Good Luck, which is a George Clooney directed movie. Um, that's a, I mean, I know it was nominated, but that's a, I think that's a pretty underrated movie. It's not, you know, anything mind blowing, but it's pretty good. It's one of those, another one of those similar to Capote, one of those films that was nominated but was forgotten, like no one remembers it. Um, but yeah, I wanted to shout that out because nice. it's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I'm not oh, seeing. Seems it. like it was tough competition then. Yeah, yeah, that year. I mean, you had Brokeback Mountain, you had Good Night and Good Luck, Walk the Line, Capote. Who else was nominated that year? I'm forgetting. Um, missing. Was someone. this the year when Crash won Best Picture, which is like yeah. so disgusting. Oh, I, yeah, I <laughs> I'm think not Ter- seen it, but I love <laughs> Brokeback Mountain. So yeah, I I think um Terrence Howard was the one nominated yeah, for, right hustle for Hustle and Flow. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that one that. either. I've heard of it, but I I've never seen it. I yeah, it looks good from what I've seen, but I've never seen it. <laughs> Did you watch his directorial debut? I'm oh, not. actually, I I haven't. Yeah, I didn't okay. know he directed a movie. Yeah, I think it's just one, but and it's quite late. Oh, Jack goes boating. Great name. Okay. With yeah. Amy yeah. Ryan, and I think he's in it as well, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I'm trying to see the like, reviews which... don't look very good. So no. oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> this is an animated movie, but I haven't seen Mary and Max, which I know is supposed okay. to be great, but I haven't seen that one. But um, I've not seen it as well, but it's ironic as well that because we said how great his voice is. So I bet. Yeah. Yeah. In I an bet animated it's... film. <laughs> that'd be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Is that the only animated film he did? Seems like it. I think it is. I really love Moneyball as well. So he's um, not in it a lot in Moneyball. No, he just he plays. You know what the movie's about, or? 
so I haven't seen it because I don't really okay. like baseball. <laughs> okay, I don't. I, so I mean, glad. I honestly don't like baseball, you know? no. but I really like the movie. But I'm just glad to hear he's not in it as much. That makes me feel better about not watching. It. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, no, he plays a like? coach. He plays oh, a coach okay. of the team, I think, and he like butts head with um Brad Pitt in it. But I'm, I'm, he's not in it a lot. No. Um. Oh, before the devil knows you're dead. I didn't love the movie, but he's amazing in it. It's one of those like really intense performances. Nice. Yeah, he's really good in that. Um, I haven't seen the... just like a comedy. A comedy. He was in I'm that. Sure. I didn't watch it, but along came Polly. Oh yeah, he is in that. Okay. Like I almost watched it today after <laughs> Mr. Ripley, and I was like, no, you know what? I'm not going to ruin my high for that film. So, like, I'm leaving it. But that's Ben Stiller and Jennifer Aniston. So that's kind of yeah. like a classic rom-com. Okay. What yeah, I, I've always heard of a long King Paul. I've never seen it either, but no. yeah, we don't, we don't want to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, he wasn't Big Lebowski. I mean, from the ones I've seen, his more his most comedic performance. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Like even as as uh, Lebowski, I mean the the bad Lebowski, not the dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. as the bad Lebowski's helper, like even as or his assistant or whatever, even as that, he he like stole every scene he was in. Yeah. 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 There's a scene where they're um, where his name's Brandt in it, and him and Mr. Lebowski are like saying to the dude like, oh, they they show him the letter, the like the, the the ransom letter. Oh yeah. Mr. Lebowski like is shouting, and you can see <laughs> Brandt next to him, and he's like flinching, and it's like <laughs> attention to detail like that. I yeah. love. It's so good. Yeah, I love that. And that's what Philip does best. Yeah, he only did. Like that's the only Coen Brothers movie he did, right? I think. Yeah, yeah. That seems yeah. that seems like a good like he would have been in more Coen Brothers films. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think the first thing he did was a Law and Order episode. Wow. Back in '91. You know what? I think he would have been good in telly. I really do. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting because he kind of you know he passed when like television was becoming like big again, like yeah. after True Detective. Like when big actors were doing TV. Yeah. yeah, he probably would have done a couple of TV shows. Like I kind of imagine him in Succession. I feel like he would have been great in it. That's true. He would have been great in Succession. Right? I can totally I see him. Yeah. And what you said with True Detective as well. I would also see him in that. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Maybe he could have played like the in the the preacher in season one. Oh, yes. Yeah. Maybe he could have played that. Yeah. 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 We needed, we wanted him more as villains, didn't it? Like, that would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I wish he would have played more villains. Yeah, and Hunger Games, unfortunately, is his last, is his last movie. Oh, it's a bit, a bit of even, a downer. Yeah, but even in that, he was good, from what yeah. I remember. Like, even in that, he was good. Yeah, he played the role very well as Plutarch. Very well. Yeah. This is the, that's the thing about Hunger Games. Like, the supporting actors were way better than the main guys you know i mean jennifer lawrence is not bad but you know i was gonna say like, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean i do like her but, but yeah like compared to woody harrelson or philip seymour hoffman or stanley tucci you know but i like i like hunger games i like the first two the last eh, you know first two you watch yeah skip the skip the last yeah two yeah yeah, we have like this running theme on our podcast of like all of the people we've done's last movies are bad. And it's always so annoying because like you don't want them to go out on that note. Yeah. 
That's true. I can't think of like an, a great actor that passed that his last movie was great. It's so difficult. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's pretty sad. <laughs> okay, so Gabriel, we've gone through Philip's amazing filmography and who he was as an actor and a person, and I just thought to wrap it all up. What are your thoughts on how Philip should be remembered now? Okay, so I I mean I can only speak to him as an actor. Like by all accounts, he was a great person, but I didn't know him as a person. I don't only knew him as an actor. Um, I think he should be remembered. I mean, I think he's pretty well remembered. Um, I just think I hope he's not forgotten. Like, and I don't think yeah. he will be, but I just hope he's not forgotten. As you know, he just kind of like gets lost in all the actors who died young because he was he was a really special talent and like a really you know like an incredible actor one of the most talented actors i've ever seen and i think he'll be remembered like i i think he'll be remembered as that as one of those like a legend in the making that unfortunately you know died way too young um but yeah i think i think especially since he worked a lot with pta and pta seems to be like one of those you know filmmakers that everyone that's into film is going to watch and will continue to watch like I think he'll probably be remembered for that I just hope he's not forgotten I really hope you know he's remembered as how great he was that forgotten line wow yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's because it, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate because a lot of great actors do get forgotten like yeah especially when they're young like I don't think he will be I just think he's too good to be forgotten yeah, roles and maybe like powerful. recent enough as well that people also kind of remember him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he went. What year did he die? Two thousand fourteen. Yeah, yeah, fourteen. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think. I think. I mean, it sounds like a bit wrong to say, but I think his death was a bit overshadowed by Robin Williams's death, maybe, because I think they yeah. died like in a pretty, you know, like pretty close to each other. I yeah, think I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Robin, I mean they both deserve yeah, their yeah. admiration and to be remembered. But like Robin Williams is, was way more popular. I still see Philip be mentioned on like, you know, Twitter today, like, you know, um, yeah. I, I saw like a who would be a great fictional poster on here and someone said all of Philip's characters, like I'd love to see what <laughs> they would tweet and like Yeah. See, things like that as well like I know it's very recent and stuff but like that keeps the memory alive and it introduces people to more of his films and I'm just so glad that like people are still talking about him he hasn't been yeah, like I said he has been forgotten yeah and he has he has a great filmography and there's like stuff for like there's stuff for everyone like yeah he did a lot of different films so I think like people will find their different like their different movies where they'll discover him and get into more of his other work I think like by us, like hardcore film fans, he'll always be remembered. This is, you know, the general public. We just got to get them on our side, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Coax them in. Like the master. Yeah. Or almost famous, <laughs> yeah. Do you guys think he would have like transitioned or maybe done more like, not, not like, I don't think he would have done a superhero movie, but would he like done more mainstream stuff? Like, you think he would have transitioned into that a bit more? 
I I totally agree with that. I I mean I just don't want him to. I hope he would never have done a superhero yeah. film. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but God, they get their claws into anyone nowadays. But um. Yeah, I hate uh, that. <laughs> I know, right? It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I could see him. Like he definitely had like the acting ability to push into the mainstream. Yeah. He could definitely have done it for sure. And I think it's it's just yeah, it's, he's got the critical acclaim. We just wanted the public. Like like the general yeah. one, but I could have seen it. I think I would have. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Like I don't know what type of movie, but like he probably would have done more. More. I mean, maybe like a John Wick villain or something like that. I don't know. No, because <laughs> Willem Dafoe is in the first film and he's great. So yeah. Yeah. For that. Or yeah, like maybe one one of John Wick's friends or something like that. You get the vibe that like he's like happy to be there. Like yeah, Mission Impossible Three. Like he's. You know, he, yeah. he's having it up and camping it up as a villain. And I love that for him. He's not a sh- he's not afraid to like do something different. Also, just want to say like as well, like to the listeners, like it's really not like don't be daunting, don't be scared going into his filmography because like even though we've said you know some of it like least accessible, <laughs> I think someone will find something they like in his films for sure. I'm gonna take this chance to like encourage everyone to watch the master. Like, please watch the master. Because it's so good. It's so good. Did you want to plug your account or anything like that? <laughs> I mean, I've never, I've never done a plug. It feels weird, but yeah, like, um, film booth is very film dot booth is my username, and yeah, I just post. I mean, right now I'm posting like my favorite films, um, and after I'm done with that, I'm probably be posting like more, you know, more creative stuff, like more, you know. Um, more specific type of post and not just favorite films but yeah don't always expect a post every day because like I always have these periods where I post every day then I don't post then I post again so but yeah that's my plug I guess (laughs) you plugged it well (laughs) yeah thank thank you well thanks for coming on Uh, yeah thank you for having me it was a lot of fun so thank you again to Gabriel for um, chatting with us. And we're going to now have Louise do six degrees of separation between our last subject, Whitney Houston, and today's subject, Philip Seymour Hoffman. So what have you got? Whitney Houston was in The Preacher's Wife with Denzel Washington, our boy. Denzel was in Fences with Viola Davis. Um, Viola Davis was in Doubt. With Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was always going to go to Denzel Root, I think. Of if course. not, maybe like Angela, but um, but yeah, or or even Kevin yeah. Costner, but um, but no, Denzel. Oh. Well, good. That was three. Yes, three degrees. So three degrees. We're getting back down. Exactly. Come on, we <laughs> used to do it in one. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow Gabriel on Instagram. And join us in a couple weeks. We'll be talking about Rita Hayworth. We'll see you next time. This episode was co-hosted and edited by me, Audrey Cornell, and co-hosted by Louise Coleman. The music was written by Nia D'Amelio. Gone But Not Forgotten is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.